Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Justine Nelson. She is a friend and previous co-worker who went on a personal journey to get rid of debt. And then she decided to teach other people how to do it. We're talking all the fun things like beers and budgeting. (laughs) And how to have these conversations with your partner, your spouse, your boo, as she calls it. And how having a budget and having goals, even big picture goals financially in your personal life leads to you doing amazing stuff in your business life. How she was able to even start a business from the ground up and be successful because they didn't have any debt. And how you can kind of navigate these conversations, create different plans, stuff to ask yourself before you get started on this journey. And honestly, she makes it seem a whole heck of a lot more doable than you're probably thinking it is right now. And fun, if you can call becoming debt-free fun, which maybe it is. So hopefully some of you get inspired to live that debt-free life, grow those businesses that you've always thought of growing after this episode. Hey, Justine. It's great to see you today. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me today. I am so jazzed. Justine and I go way, way back. Like We used to work together back in the corporate days. We worked at K-State together. And then by chance, I ended up in another job in Kansas City that she had previously worked at. And so we would occasionally chit chat and talk about all the drama at our old work sitch. And then she would ask about my new work sitch. And it was so good. And then I was so excited when she went out on her own and started her own online business. I was like, we're just like work buddies in all the ways that I feel it. And so I'm super excited to have you on the show and talk about living debt free. And I'm excited because I'm in a massive amount of debt that I would love to not have. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about all of that. And Abby, it's so funny that our work lives crossed so many different times at different points. We have very similar career paths and the fact that we were starting at K-State together, kind of not knowing what we were doing, but both had 
really creative minds and then moving into corporate and then eventually being like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we could do this on our own. We could do this. I'm proud of you both. Oh, well, good. <laughs> well, cue up a little bit about your story and how you started a business about being debt-free. Yeah. So this actually happened back in 2008, 2009. And I was a sophomore in college at that time. And I got a phone call from my mom. And she said that she had been laid off from her job after working more than 25 years at a corporation and her and my dad could no longer support us financially. So I was on my own and it really, I remember just sitting in my sorority house bawling. I'll admit I freaked out because I had absolutely no means to pay for college on my own. So I got upset and then I got a job And I tried to pay for the rest of my schooling with as much cash as I could possibly make, working at Chili's as a server, taking out more student loans than I needed because I didn't, I had absolutely no background in personal finance and how to manage my money. I was never taught that as a kid growing up. So when I graduated in 2011, I had $35,000 in debt. And I was making $10 an hour working as an intern at an ad agency. I didn't even have a full-time job. So, you know, all my friends were getting these awesome gigs and getting the high-rise apartment, all the happy hours. And I was stuck living at home with my parents making $10 an hour and getting those student loan repayment notifications in the mail for $230 monthly minimum payments. Defer, 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 defer. (laughs) So yeah, I, I freaked out. I was like, this isn't the life after college that I had imagined. So it was then that I got pissed off at myself because I hadn't realized what I was doing while I was in school, taking out those loans and not understanding the consequences that I would face after I graduated. So it was then that I started reading books about personal finance and how to get out of debt and how to budget. I'd never done any of those things in my life. I had read this book by Dave Ramsey called Financial Peace Revisited. He since turned it into My Total Money Makeover. And the book changed my life. I was like, I can do this and I'm going to be debt-free so I can do whatever the hell I want to. I'm going to do it in five years. Two and a half years later, I had paid off all of my student loan debt, making an average of $37,000 per year. Girl, that's impressive. I'm just so proud of you because like you said, we had a very similar career path and it was only just this year that I wrote the last check to the student loan people. And I, I still have a house payment and I still have a car payment. And so like you are an example to me of what I strive for. And like my husband and I have had a lot of really personal conversations lately about money and where we want it to go. And all of that, those personal conversations affect the way I do business and the way I communicate with Emily about money. And so talk to me a little bit about like having those conversations and how to get started and work towards something like that. Here's the thing. When it comes to your finances... It's not his and hers. When you get married, I think pastor says, and to become one. (laughs) That's how I view money, that 
Your money is not separated from your booze. Your money is together. It's you need to view it as one income. And that's the thing I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with because our income is so up and down. And there'll be months, you know, as I've transitioned from a service oriented business now to selling digital products, my income's all over the place. So I think having that mentality where you and your partner are thinking in terms of this is a single income and we can't show any resentment towards one or the other, knowing that we're both pooling weight. I love this story about the draft horses. So this is how I view money with my husband. A single draft horse when he's hooked up to a plow can pull 8,000 pounds. Now, when you get another draft horse hooked up to that same plow, how much do you think they're going to pull? Maybe you're like, oh, well, 8,000 pounds, they're going to pull 16,000 pounds, right? Two draft horses together pulling the same equal weight can pull 24,000 pounds, three times as much as a single horse. So that's how I feel and view finances. When you're working together shoulder to shoulder, you're working towards the same goals. You and your boo both want to kick debt's ass. When you're working towards that same goal, you make incredible things happen quickly. So talk to me about when, like, how did that first initial conversation happen? Because this is where our current struggle is. It's like, we both, like, we both kind of want the same thing. Like I'm more in the camp of like, I would rather be a hundred percent debt free. Cause that just feels really good to me. And then you like, know, like everything that you come in can be allocated to different things. And my husband is more in the camp of like, okay, but like we can make more money investing some of that over here than what we're spending in the really lower next to nothing interest rate on this student loan or this car payment or whatever. And so like we come at it with the same goal, but want to attack it differently. So how do you begin to work on the same, like, this is how we're going to tackle it together? So that's a really good question. So I would list out all of your debts. Think about your money goals, right? Think about what you would do if you were debt-free. So if debt-free is both the end goal, write down every single thing that you would want to do, what you could do in your career, what you could do in your business, what you could do for your family. You could give it away. Take all of those things and you need to sit down with your hubby, with your spouse, and really have a budget meeting together. So that's where we're sitting down once a month. We're going over, okay, this is the income that we brought in. These are all of our expenses. Here's what's left over and here's how we can pay it down together. When I had an open conversation with my husband, this was before we were married because he knew I was like serious about that debt-free game. And I told him, this is a deal breaker for me. I need to know that you are in it financially with me that we are going to do this together. And he was like, done. You know, this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> so it was really easy for me. But if you have a spouse that's kind of hesitant about that, then you need to approach it one thing at a time. What's one thing that you could get rid of? If it's a car payment, maybe it's $200 a month. What, what could you do with a $200 payment that if you didn't have that car payment, what could you do with that $200? Could you put it towards your business? Could you invest it? 
you know, I think it sounds like what your husband's doing is playing the numbers game where he's like, oh, well, this interest rate is going to actually make us more money than this interest rate. And most people don't think like that. Money makes people emotional. Uh huh. That's me. <laughs> money. And I think that a lot of women feel that way. You know, we view money as a security blanket. The more money we have, the more secure we feel. For men, it's like money equals power. The more money they have, the more power and status they feel. I think that's why he's he might be so interested in like the investing side of things. Well, and that's what he does for a living. Like, let me get defend him a little bit more. <laughs> like, he's not just this guy that's like math and stuff. But I like it to me just feels like a burden. Like if it's still there, like our student loans are still there. Like we're paying stuff off. We are our car. We only have one car payment. It's going to be paid off like in a couple of months, which is super cool. We have our house and student loans, which is not abnormal. Like a lot of people have that. So I also don't like, there's not the like negative feeling around it. Like we don't have credit card debt. We don't have un like bad debt. And I put that in quotes, but it still feels icky to me. Yeah, I think everybody does. And I think that's the thing we've normalized as American society. We have normalized debt, that debt, it is normal to have debt. And I'm here to flip it around to say living in debt is not normal and we need to be weird about it. And, you know, being broke, it should be weird. And <laughs> I just posted this on Instagram. You're not you're not broke. You're just pre-rich. We need to think about it in terms like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Pre-rich. I want to talk about a little bit more is like, and again, I told you I was going to ask all the selfish questions. So <laughs> this is for me. So budgeting. We have mint.com. Like all of our stuff is loaded on there. We can see like where the money goes, how much we're spending over here, all of that. Our biggest hangup is looking at that and understanding where we can cut some of it. Like to me, I'm like, okay, I can shop at a different grocery store or buy less groceries, but we still have to eat. Okay, we can't necessarily spend less on gas, like Brian has to drive to work, right? So it's really hard for me to see opportunities for better budgeting. And my issue is, is if I don't know we're saving this amount of money every month by cutting here, therefore that money is gonna then affect this thing over here, then I'm just like, well, then what's the point in saving? And Brian's just like, just don't spend so much at Target. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, your faux plant, like the 140 bucks? Yeah, no, 100%. No, 100%. But my thing is like, well, if I don't know, if I don't spend that $130, if I don't spend it, I need to know where it's going towards. And right now we don't have it going towards anything. It's just being saved. And I'm putting that in quotes. And I don't like that. That's not enough for me. I want to know what it's paying off or what it's going to get me in the future. But Brian's like, well, I don't know how to tell you that information if we don't have it. Well, it sounds like you're lacking goals or like things you want to work towards. That's, that's why I'm like, how do we, how do you start small? Because our goals are like, we want a bigger house. Okay, well, that's going to be like next year. And I get how to work towards that. But like, smaller things. Okay. So what I would do is I agree with Abby. It just sounds like you guys haven't clearly defined your goals or agreed upon your goals. So that needs to be its own separate meeting where you're talking about your money goals. Where do you want to be in the next year, three years, five years? And that, that goes for your business as well. How, like, Where do you want to be financially with your business one, three, five years down the road? And 
you guys need to be clear on that. What's going to help with the budgeting is you need to do a money audit of your spending. So an audit of your spending means you're going back the last two to three months of expenses and then you're writing down and breaking those expenses out into different spending categories. So for example, let's say I go out to eat at restaurants like all the time. I think a lot of millennials, <laughs> we're foodies. We're foodies. So we love going out to eat at restaurants. And that can be a big budget buster. So what I do to help me look at that realistically is I'm going to go through the previous two to three months and add up all the times that I went out to eat for that month. And then I'm going to take an average over those two to three months to see exactly how much I'm spending. I did this with one of my budget coaches. And she thought she had spent about $150 a month on restaurants. When we did the money audit, it actually ended up being $350 per month on restaurants. And she's just on her own. She doesn't have a significant other. It's like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that was our biggest awakening. Jared and I did this recently and we looked back and he was like so upset about how high the credit card was and we pay it off and whatever. But he was still like, why is it so hard? And so we did just that. We broke everything down and he realized just in lunches out with work people, not even like going on a date with moi. It was like 400 bucks in one month. And I was like, okay, but here's here's my thing with that. We've done that. Like we know how much we spend at Starbucks, how how much we go to Chipotle, what we spend when we go out to with friends or whatever. We know that. But then we look at each other and we're like, okay, well, but how do we lessen that? And sometimes we do the math of like, okay, well, if we went to Chipotle 17 times, maybe let's not do that. And that's an easy thing. But I don't like we get that information and then we love hanging out with friends. Like we love doing that. We love saying yes to be able to go see a movie or like go on vacation with a friend or like go even go to the bar and grab some drinks with a friend. Like both of us really like doing that. And so Brian is like, okay, are we supposed to, when someone invites us or when we want to go out, like we literally just look at the budget and be like, we can't afford that. We're, even though we have the money, do we literally just say no? Or when we're out, do we're like, oh, you're only getting one drink and no appetizer. Like, it feels weird to me when we have the money to say yes to those things. Do we literally just be like, nope, we're not doing that? Yeah, I think that can be a struggle when you're saying yes to the to the short term. I don't want to phrase this to those like quick rewards. It's easy to say yes to the quick rewards instead of looking at the long term goals. So it, every time that you don't go to Chipotle or don't go to Starbucks or lessen out the times you're eating out for lunch with coworkers, all of that money ends up adding up over the month so that you can take that and put it towards debt or put it towards a goal that you have. Right now, my husband and I are really actively working towards uh, building up our vacation fund for the year. And we're also working on a down payment for a house so that I know every time we have money left over in a spending category, like let's say our spending category for restaurants is $200, but we only spent $150. Then I can take that extra $50 and then I'm transferring it into a separate account for vacation. That's what we're not doing. 
That's exactly what we're not doing. Yeah. Having those goals in a separate account is so helpful just to have that visual. And what's really fun is you can create, you can open up a savings account on an online bank. Most savings accounts are like $5 to open. Very, very simple and cheap to do. And then you can go back in and rename that savings account from savings account number 6975 to our adventures or... Yeah. And we have that. We have a vacation one, but I think having more than one and knowing, okay, if we allocate this much to spend on Chipotle this month and we don't spend that, that to, what's been happening is that leftover, nothing happens to it. It just like stays in the savings account, the, the one where all the money gets spent out of or that checking account, or it's just like, it just sits there. But I think if I visually see, okay, we saved it. Now it gets put over to this particular, like maybe it's Mexico fund or house fund or whatever, which one it's going to be. That I think would make me feel like I'm working towards something. Absolutely. It's the visual. I actually did this when I was in my debt-free journey when getting out of debt was a number one priority over everything was to take... I I literally made a debt-free chart, a little thermometer that I just scrapbooked together and every time I made a payment, I was coloring in another line. So I stuck it on my fridge every single morning. I would wake up and I would see that. And that was that motivating factor that was like, yes, like I got you debt. I'm going to attack you. And you can do that with any money goal that you have, whether it be a house or a vacation fund or you know credit card debt, any of that stuff. And I actually made a, a whole bunch of those for debt-free millennials where you, people can download the charts and then color in each time they make a payment or each time they save for the month to get to their goals. That visual reminder is huge. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, talk to us about how that ties into doing business. I I know, and I've said this before, that like your money mentality on a personal level, like bleeds over into the way you treat money inside your business. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So for my business, I guess businesses, I went from a service-based business doing marketing, consulting, and copywriting, and then moved into Debt-Free Millennials doing the online video course. And what's really helped me was, one, I cash flowed everything. And if you're an entrepreneur that's going from one-on-one client work and then moving into digital products and programs like myself, that that can be kind of an interesting challenge. So what I've done in order to help cash flow debt-free millennials and get it off the ground is I've taken one-on-one client work so that I can implement some cash savings for debt-free millennials so that I know I can get things up and running. Taking advantage of things like a QuickBooks using their self-employed platform and then tracking those things on a monthly basis. I even set up a budget spreadsheet for each business so that I could see what I was spending money on and was it really worth my while and worth the investment. No, I think that's so great because I think we get to the point And I think other businesses may not feel this quite as much, but we have so many monthly subscriptions for so many things. I don't like they're in QuickBooks. Like I could technically see it, but we don't do like an audit. And I feel like we should of like, are we even using these things? Yeah, I know. I get into that train and that cycle as well, because it it seems like you're just constantly moving, go, go, go. And you kind of let the budgeting and the accounting slide if you don't have an accountant that's working for you. And like most startups and online entrepreneurs, when we're first starting out, no, that's like the last thing I'm thinking about is hiring an accountant for this. So I think it would be important. I think it is important to sit down, put this on your calendar or put this on your to-do list that 
once a month at the end of the month for 15, 20 minutes, you're going to go in and take a look at all of your expenses for that month and see what income you generated and how you can use that moving forward. If you're spending a lot of money on just taking clients out or spending it on conferences that aren't really getting you any leads, then maybe you should reconsider how you're spending that money in your business. Basically do a monthly budget for your business. And that could include beer if you want. <laughs> and you can take you can take a look back and see how much income you generated for that month and then what your expenses were for that particular month. And then see, was spending money taking those clients out for meals or attending these conferences worth your while? Were they revenue generating activities? Yeah. Well, and I think even a, a lot of people listening, you, you guys can do that too with the, the courses you're purchasing, the things that you're downloading, the new equipment even that you're getting. Like, did the thing that you purchase actually turn into more money? Did it pay itself back? Did it make you more money? Even that person that you're wanting to outsource something for, right? I know a lot of you are like, let me just take off social media or writing this blog post or whatever it may be. But is that thing ultimately going to bring in money to your business? And that can be hard to figure out in the beginning because it's a crapshoot. You're like, is this microphone going to help me? Am I going to use it? Is it, you know, is this course actually going to help me get to where I need to be? Yeah, it, that can be a little, a little scary to figure out at first. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, different decisions than you're making in your personal life of do I need this artificial fig tree in my life? And the answer is yes, by the way. Or <laughs> that fig tree might make me money. I don't know. Actually, it it actually it could make money if Target had affiliate links because everyone shut up. I do need to set that up then. Yeah. They do have affiliate links. You just need to set it up. I did not know that. I need that. I have affiliates for like everything. I'm just, it gets to the point where I'm like, do I affiliate out everything or am I wasting more time by trying to make it an affiliate? So I want to go back to the dreaming bigger piece because this is where I get stuck. I can come up with goals like building the bigger house or replacing my husband's car or getting him a work truck or whatever. But like outside of that, I'm pretty much tapped out on ideas for what I could do living a debt-free lifestyle. And like I get the idea of giving, but like I go from one extreme to another. Like, oh, I'm I'm tithing a little bit at church to what if I could buy mattresses for every homeless kid in all of Kansas City. And like, I'm like, I need somewhere that's a little more in the middle, a little more tangible, something that doesn't seem so long term. Interesting. So like you're talking about money goals that you could build up pretty quickly that also feels really good or I'm trying yeah, to... Yeah, I think I'm just struggling with how to come up with money goals that aren't quite so obvious. Like... Like the house seems obvious and cars seem obvious and like being in a place where we have the funds to support a child and like, but outside of that, I I lack some creativity on where to go next outside of that. 
Hmm. Well, for me and, you know, what I've done with debt-free millennials is everything that you do in life is based on the experiences that you want to have, not necessarily the things, but the experiences. So first and foremost, you know, living a debt-free life has afforded me to do things that I never thought I would do. I, you know, Abby and I talked about this. We grew up in the Kansas City area, went to school out there. I never in a million years thought that I would move out to the West Coast, but here I am and I'm living in San Diego and there's absolutely no way I would have been able to do that had I had all of those payments riding on my back. There's just no way. This is one of the most expensive cities to live in in the U.S., but I'm doing it because I don't have any payments and I can do this debt-free. So thinking in terms of like, where do you want to go in your life? What experiences do you want to have? I think that's where living the debt-free lifestyle is going to push you into these new opportunities. When I came out to San Diego two and a half years ago, I actually had taken a contracting job and I wasn't sure at all where my career was going. No idea. You know, I had held marketing positions in the past, but didn't really have a clue as to what was going on. And then it was like these little things started happening on their own. Like people were coming to me asking for marketing help and asking, you know, what my rate was. And I was like, rate? I, I don't have a rate. What? And it was those little, little things that started moving. And I started following a business, an online business coach who was amazing. And it was my husband who really was like, you know, you could do this. You could do this full time and make it a job and be an entrepreneur. I was like, what? No, I no, not me. I can't. He's like, look, we, we don't like financially, we are good. We don't have any debt. This is your opportunity. So go. And he literally kicked me off the cliff to see if I would flail or fly and I ended up just kind of halfway flailing, flying. And then it was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I've had so many moments where it was just like, I can't believe this is real. I can't believe that we are able to do this, that I'm able to work from home and build this business and really talk about money now and helping other millennials with those debt-free strategies. It's just been an incredible journey. I think so many people limit themselves on where they can go or what they can do. And they feel a little bit trapped in their current situation, whatever that may be. And we get comfortable with where we're at. And it's hard to let go because you have to let go to move on. And I feel like you decided to tackle it head on and go headfirst into all of it. And I applaud you for that. And I want to give our people some strategies. So let's jump into talk strategy to me and, and tell us three to five action steps you think our listeners should be taking here to, to get their head on straight a little better. Sure. Yeah. So first off, you need to think about your current money situation. Do you know how much debt you have? You'd be surprised that some people actually don't really know. They maybe know their debt payment per month, but they don't know the total amount. So if that's you and you don't know how much debt you have, you need to start logging into all of your online accounts, lending institutions, where wherever your loans are at, and you need to find out where are all of those debt totals. So once you have that, then you're going to add it all up and you're going to take a deep breath 
you're going to look at that final number, that final number that that's your debt, your debt amount. And then you're going to cuss a little bit. And then if you're anything like me, you're going to take a shot of vodka. (laughs) And you're going to chuck some wine. (laughs) And then you're going to get mad. You're going to get pissed off. And then what I want you to do is take that anger and ask yourself, what would it mean to get rid of this number? What would that mean in your life to be debt-free? And what could you do in your business if debt wasn't an issue? What kind of career could you build if that debt payment wasn't sitting on your back? So that's the first thing, thinking about your current money situation and totaling up the debts. After that, you absolutely need to save up for the oh shit fund. This is the emergency fund where it's like if something unexpected happens, your phone drops in the toilet, your laptop crashes, you get sick, the car has a flat tire. All of those unexpected expenses needs to go into a separate oh shit fund and it needs to be minimum $1,000. So if you have $1,000 in your checking account right now, quick, don't even think about it. Just move it over into a separate savings account and that's done. You're not going to touch it unless there's an emergency. And eventually what you'll want to do is you'll want to build this up into six to nine months of expenses. So if things really hit the fan, if your spouse loses his job or you know things are kind of rocky, you're moving things in your business, then you'll have that six to nine months of leeway to get you through. All right. So you're saving up for the OSHIT fund, $1,000. And then the next thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to put together a monthly budget. Now, you can make your own spreadsheet using Excel or simply a pencil and a piece of paper. You're listing out your income at the top and writing all of your expenses down underneath, including the debt payments. Now, I do have the budget spreadsheet toolkit with Debt-Free Millennials. If you go to debtfreemillennials.com slash toolkit, I've got a spreadsheet on G Drive. It is the exact same spreadsheet that I've used for the past six years. It's nothing fancy. It's not color-coded, but it's something that has helped me keep track of all of my expenses and income on a month-to-month basis. And what's nice about having it on G Drive is I can access it from anywhere. I can look it up at home or I can pop open my phone if I'm on the road and I can take a look at where I'm at. You can also use money tracking apps like Mint.com, Every Dollar or You Need a Budget. Some of those are free and paid. I like those because they can be linked to your bank accounts and other investment accounts. The only thing is, is it can be kind of annoying to relink those every so often. So that's the thing with Mint.com and working as a third-party vendor to these uh, financial institutions. They need to constantly re-verify and do some uh, security authentication there. But if that helps your brain, if Mint.com works with your brain and that's what makes it simple for you, then do it. So Get that monthly budget put together. And if you have a significant other or a a spouse, then both of you need to attend a monthly budgeting meeting. I like to call this beers and budgeting. We usually get a craft beer at the end of the month. I'm sitting down with my husband and we're going through our budget. This literally needs to be like a 15-minute tops 30-minute meeting. We're not going through every single detail and calling each other out. We are looking at high-level stuff and making sure that we are moving money towards our money goals. Once we started sitting down together, 
on a month to month basis. And I'm it, it, there's two different people in that budget meeting. There's the secretary and there's the surfer. The secretary is the very type A, loves the details, loves looking at all of the number stuff. Like I'm totally a secretary. I'm typing in, looking at all of the bank account statements and credit card statements. And then there's a surfer, basically the lazy one who's just like, and eh, like, I'm just going to go catch a wave and I'll see you later. That's my husband. But we both need to come into the meeting. And because I know his attention level span is like 30 seconds, then I need to give him very quick highlights of our budget, the pros, the cons, and what we're going to do for next month. I love... See, what's interesting in our situation is I think I'm the one that more wants to have the budget, create it and set the goals. And like, I want to know the high level stuff, but he's the numbers guy. And like, when we have the meetings like this, I'm like, I just want the quick and dirty update. And he's like, but the percent over on this account and then the moves. And so it's interesting because I'm like, I'm more driven to want to set and reach the goals, but he's more like wanting to share all the data. So it's, it's interesting. It's a struggle. Yeah. It sounds like you're maybe a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, tell everybody where they can hang out with you online and how they can work with you to start this debt-free journey. Yeah. So we have an amazing group of like-minded millennials inside of the Debt-Free Millennials Support Group on Facebook. So if you head to Facebook dot com slash debt free millennials, you'll see the link to join the group. And we're talking about finances in a real raw way that is going to not only uplift you financially, but we're talking about it in a very confident and private matter. So anything that gets shared within that group stays within the group. And I love it. There was a girl a couple weeks ago who had posted that she had paid off $20,000 in debt. And it just blows my mind. People are saving up $1,000 in the OSHIP fund for the first time in their lives. And so it's just really fun to see what an impact It can be just being in a group like that. So definitely get your butt over there. And then if you want to check out the budget toolkit, this is a spreadsheet I was mentioning, go to debtfreemillennials.com slash toolkit. And that will give you kind of everything in a nutshell on how to put together your budget. And that gets updated regularly as we see what works for people. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. That was super helpful. I have like a thousand more questions, but I feel like I feel like we can chat. So thank you for that. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details.
really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.